0: Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio Broadcast. Glad to have you with us. My name is Jonathan, and I'm going to be bringing a a special broadcast to you. Last year, in 2018, I wrote a book called Grace-Based Recovery, and this is a small group resource that's really designed to help Folks um, overcome addiction from a grace-based perspective, the the perspective of God's grace and that foundation. And so we started doing these webinars to really kind of go through all of the nine principles of a grace-based recovery. And you know we realized that there's a lot of folks that are that are watching the webinars and getting information directly from that, but we wanted to also make that information available to you, our radio podcast listeners. So uh, this is going to be a session on principle number two which is grace to overcome now if you'd like more information about the book or the webinars simply go to gracebasedrecovery.com and you can get information about the book you can sign up for the next webinar that's coming up you can also get access to some of the archived webinars but here's uh, grace-based recovery principle two: grace to overcome hope you enjoy we'll see you back here next time So now we're going to drill down into that second principle, grace to overcome. And the key idea, the main idea in this principle, the main idea in in, uh, this idea of grace to overcome is that the grace-based paradigm versus the performance-based paradigm. It's sort of unpacking that. What's the difference between grace, a grace-based system, and a performance-based system when it comes to recovery? And then also understanding and unpacking that recovery is more of a gift from God then it is a reward for your good performance. And this is a pretty significant paradigm shift for most people. This is not the the common environment that we are used to in our world. We're just not used to a system that says victory, uh, change, recovery, growth, that those are something that we receive versus something that we produce. And so, But listen, a grace-based system, a grace-based recovery paradigm is saying even our victories, even the good, even the transformation that happens in our life is not a result of our performance. It's actually a result of God's gift and how that gift then manifests through our lives. And so this is a pretty significant shift, and we need to unpack it in this particular session. So I want to share with you, uh, this session actually begins... On page 15 of, of the book and the key um, the key principles or the key thoughts in this section are first that grace it's grace that trains us and so the uh, the main verse the main Bible passage um, I'm sorry it actually is not starting on page 15 it's don't worry I'll get there it actually starts on page eight. Sorry, I was already jumping into the next one. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. And the main Bible passage in here is from Titus chapter 2. And this is a foundational Bible passage through the entire book. So this is kind of a fundamental verse, a fundamental passage that helps us keep coming back to this idea of what is it that actually produces the transformation in our lives? It's not rules. It's not law. It's not um, uh, any kind of system like that. It's grace. And so I want to read to you Titus chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. And it simply says this, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. So this passage is telling us that it's the grace of God that trains us, not the law of God, not the rules of God, not the steps. It's a, it's the grace that actually trains us. And the way it trains us is it trains us what not to do. So it's grace that trains us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions. So when you're thinking about what is it, what's the, the power behind me resisting temptation? Um, it's not the rules, it's not the law, it's the grace of God. Grace is actually training us to not do things that are ungodly and unhealthy, but grace is also training us what to do because it says it's the grace of God that trains us to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives. So there's kind of two sides of the coin here and grace is what is training us to engage both sides. It's grace that trains us to resist, it's grace that trains us to renounce those things that are impure, but it's also grace that trains us to step into what we are made for, and that's that godly, upright lives. And so it's important to understand, again, that grace is the engine for that. Grace also breaks the performance yoke. It breaks that yoke of performance. Uh, Your value is a constant. There's a paragraph in the article on page 10 in this lesson that says, grace offers a different approach to recovery. One that doesn't place your value on the ever-changing roller coaster of performance. Grace gives hope to the person just realizing the need for recovery and also breathes new life into the one who's been on the journey a while, but feels stuck in a rigid rut of rules and performance-based rituals. So grace is like... Uh, Grace is what a person just starting needs to know that man this journey is about your value being a constant But grace is also something that can breathe new life into somebody that maybe has been on the journey for a while But they've gotten into that kind of rigid rules performance-based mentality that has sort of mechanized Their recovery. It's made it mechanical. It's made it rigid It's not relational and grace can infuse new life that says do you realize that even if you performed perfectly in your recovery, it would not change your value before God. In other words, you can't increase your value before God by performing well any more than you can decrease your value by performing poorly. God has said, man, in placing the gift of Jesus Christ onto your life, I have declared a permanent value, a constant value, and so grace breaks this yoke of that performance-based mentality that is saying somehow how I perform is earning a reward from God, and that's really what my recovery is. It's a reward from God. No, your recovery is a gift. He gives that, to you, that gift to you on the front end and says, now let's work that out over time. But the gift is the gift. The, the, the measure of the gift is permanent. Jesus Christ's value doesn't fluctuate. Therefore, because God has given you him as a gift, guess what? Your value doesn't fluctuate either. Also, another key thought in this chapter on grace to overcome is knowing the difference, the difference between a grace-based recovery paradigm versus a performance-based recovery paradigm. And I want to share with you, it comes from page 12. I put a little chart in there, just kind of the distinctions between a grace-based recovery, kind of what what are the differences between a grace-based recovery perspective and a performance-based recovery perspective. And I want to share those with you just so you can kind of get a flavor for what is the difference and how you communicate that to others. So in a grace-based recovery system, your personal value is a constant but in a performance-based system, your personal value fluctuates based on behavior. If you did good this week, yay, your value is higher. If you did poor this week, mm, your value is lesser. Sometimes even if it's not stated outright, that's the vibe that happens in a performance-based system. In grace-based recovery, confession explores mistakes to learn and grow from them. But in performance-based recovery, Confession punishes bad behavior by a start over mentality. So when you fail, and I notice I said when you fail, nobody does recovery perfectly. We're going to stumble, we're gonna have falls. When you fail, Grace says, let's actually explore that stumble. So your value hasn't changed. but let's investigate that stumble. So let's keep shame outside the door. Your value before God hasn't changed, but you did stumble, right? So grace says, let's look at that, analyze that, figure out what went on there so that you can learn from it rather than saying, let me slap you on the wrist and you go back to the starting line. That's performance-based system sometimes creates a shame-based system that is guilt-inducing. In other words, it's saying, when you fail, you have to go back to the starting line. Grace says, when you fail, you get up from wherever you fell. Learn from that and move forward. Every step that you've taken to that point in your journey, God receives, it counts, it's growth. In a grace-based system, accountability is an opportunity to build others up in truth and love. Whereas in a performance-based system, accountability is a tool to control or force behavioral outcomes. Sometimes accountability in a performance-based system really doesn't foster a truth-telling environment. In other words, if you know that if you tell the truth about how you struggled this week or how you stumbled, that it's going to be met with punishment, met with something like that. A lot of times, you'll just either start lying or you'll just bail out altogether. Whereas grace is saying, this is an opportunity for us to show love and growth and actually uh, encourage one another forward. It doesn't ignore or excuse sin what it's doing is, again, it's, it's, it's establishing and making sure that the individual knows that in grace, their value doesn't change. So accountability is an opportunity for growth and an opportunity to speak the truth in love in order that growth might happen. Grace-based recovery allows for safe exploration of wounds and shame and false beliefs, whereas in a performance-based recovery system it's more focused on behavior over and above the emotional. A lot of times in a performance-based system, it says it doesn't, it can come across as it doesn't matter where you're wounded. It doesn't matter what you feel. Just don't act out. And so everything gets focused down to behavior saying that's the ultimate end all. So the end goal is simply not acting out and we will measure everything by not acting out. Um, And so it doesn't necessarily foster an environment to really explore wounds, to really deal with shame, to uh, uncover and unpack false beliefs. Whereas grace is saying, we want to flip that paradigm. We recognize behavior is important, but the heart is more important. And so therefore, grace allows for all of the messiness of the process of brokenness being exposed and of dealing with those things out in the open. A grace-based recovery system is where grace leads to humility. In performance, performance leads to pride. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute, about the necessity for humility to really actually enter a grace-based system. Whereas performance still kind of allows the, uh, the focus to be on celebrating my victories as if it's something that I did on my own. Grace shifts the focus to God and others. Performance kind of keeps the focus on me. It's still about me, my behavior, me not acting out. Where grace says, I'm realizing that because of this wonderful gift that God's given me and the permanence of my value before him, I can actually be full. And therefore there can be an overflow And life is about more than me. And this is something that needs to be passed on and multiplied into others. Also grace sets people free. Performance manages sin. A lot of times performance becomes a management system, uh, where you're perpetually having to be quote unquote in the system, to be able to just say, I'm just managing my sin, because if it's all about not acting out, I'm probably not getting to the deeper issues of the heart. Whereas grace is penetrating down, and we are letting the grace of God do transformative work at the heart level. And the Bible says, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, meaning what is on the inside will come out in our behavior and our speech. So if all we're doing is trying to do outside in, which is a performance-based system, which is saying just control behavior and make sure you don't act out, we're not actually getting to the heart and it's out out of the heart that there's an overflow. And so what we've seen is grace-based recovery truly sets a person free because the heart is transformed. And when the heart is transformed, it's that grace that teaches us to live upright, godly lives in this present age. And we begin to live from that place of a new heart. So those are some key thoughts in this particular chapter on grace to overcome there's also some key questions that are are raised in this particular uh, session. One is why is a grace-based recovery approach actually hard to practice? Because you know one of the things that is is stated in here is that grace a grace-based uh, recovery system is actually resisted by a lot of people, and I think the resistance is because to enter into a grace based recovery system, you're going to have to admit your brokenness, your failure, your weakness, your lack of self control, your selfishness. You're going to have to look ugly. <laughs> you're going to have to look broken. And a lot of times we don't, we, we want to quickly move past that. And so while any recovery program is going to have to, you're going to have to admit you need help, right? I think in a performance based system, it immediately very quickly gets to, and what are you going to do about behavior? And so then it becomes almost solely focused on behavior where a grace-based system says, let's keep the door open. Let's keep the door of your heart open. And it means you're going to have to really engage all this. You're really going to have to expose uh, all of the messiness and the brokenness and your failures and and all of that. The other thing is you might have, there's a lot that you can lose when you tell the truth. Grace invites you to uh, really open up about, um, again, that brokenness. And the bottom line here is, in order to enter a grace-based, re- true grace-based recovery program, you have to embrace humility. You, you, you lose your false foundation of yourself to stand on. In other words, you, you can't rely on your house of cards anymore. I mean, it's all, it's all got to get crumbled down, and you've got to basically say, I'm broken, and I cannot fix myself and I'm going to stay in this state of humility. And I can't start clinging to um, the things that I'm doing. I can't start clinging to my own power to resist temptation. I actually have to remain in this state of humility. And that's very difficult. Uh, that's why a lot of times a grace-based recovery approach is hard to practice because it requires a, an unnatural uh, amount of humility. Also, another question that is raised in this particular session is, is where have you seen yourself adopt a performance-based approach rather than a grace-based approach? So when we think about that list of kind of the the chart that had grace-based recovery and what it really fosters and performance-based recovery and what it fosters, to answer this question, it'd be good to kind of go down that list and ask questions on the performance-based side. So for instance, to answer this question of where have you seen yourself adopt a performance-based approach rather than grace-based, you might ask these questions. Do you believe your worth before God changes when you fail or succeed? That can mean that there's a performance-based approach there. Do you have a start over mentality regarding stumbles? In other words, you got to go back to the beginning. It's like everything to that point doesn't count. That might mean you've got a performance-based approach to recovery. Is your accountability rigid or mechanical and one-dimensional? Meaning like, hey, the only connection I have with this other person for accountability is over this sexual sin issue. And and it's like, it's really rigid and and harsh and uh, punitive. That might mean you have a performance based system. Do you assume that behavior is more important than your heart and your emotional growth? If that's true, you might be engaging in performance based recovery. Do you wear victory? victories like a badge of honor? In other words, look at me, look at me, look at me. That could be, might mean that you're engaging more of a performance based approach to recovery because you're still saying, look at me and my power. Is your recovery exclusively inward focused? In other words, just me, me, me. You come to group because of what you can get from it. You go to a counselor because of what you can get from it. You seek, uh, you know, accountability so what you can get from it. That could mean that you're part of a performance based, you've got a performance based mindset because you're saying I, I've got to appear a certain way. It's about my appearance. It's about uh, my performance do you manage yourself or do you manage your sin or do you count yourself dead to your sin and alive in Christ see a performance based system is still going to say i'm i'm managing my sin uh, a grace based system looks at the word of god and says because of the gift of christ in my life i now can actually count myself dead to sin and alive to christ and what then does it look like for me to be surrendered to that life of Christ, rather than me trying to continue to control and manage my sin. It's about relationship. And what does it look like now for the life of Christ to be lived through me in surrender? And then finally, another uh, question is, how can you celebrate g- victories as a gift? This chapter is really, is really trying to outline the idea that recovery is more of a gift than it is a reward for our performance, and so how can you actually celebrate that? And um, that's where you get into the the group exercise. I really think this is the group exercise in this particular chapter really helps unpack, you know, how can you celebrate that? So the group exercise is in a grace-based recovery. In grace-based recovery, all victories are a gift from God. So that means He deserves the credit and the glory. And so what the group exercise is, is sharing with each other a recent victory. Just think about the last week and pick one victory. It don't have to be. It could be small. It could be big. Doesn't matter. Just one victory over temptation, and celebrate that together, as a gift from God. And then discuss what gratitude looks like in victory. So I think one of the ways you know one of the ways I've encouraged uh, my group to do this is is keep a victory log for a week. And you know it's interesting because I think when I introduced that to some guys in the group, they were excited about it, but then they realized how how difficult an exercise that was because their mindset has been so geared towards failure that they're real keen on knowing when they failed. They're not as quick to recognize when God keeps his promise in first Corinthians 10:13 to provide a way of escape for every temptation that we face because our minds are, are so focused on not failing that when we do fail, we know when we failed. But if, we're, if, our, if our minds become saturated with grace and we count ourselves dead to sin and alive in Christ, we become victory focused. And then we can start to see all those moments where, God, you gave me a gift there. You gave me a gift there. You gave me a gift there. You provided the way of escape. You kept your promise. And so now uh, recovery can become an exercise in celebration because we see the grace that God has given us to overcome. And it wasn't something we were able to produce in ourselves. Even if we'd like to say, but I was the one that turned off the computer. I was the one that said, no, even that's still a gift from God, right? Because he's the one that put it in your mind to then say, this isn't the direction that I need to go. And you respond to that gift in obedience. And so that's what this chapter is all about, is recognizing that. It's the grace of God that trains us both in what not to do and what to do. And then every single time that we experience victory over sin, it is a moment to worship and celebrate God, not a moment to beat our chest and say, look at how awesome I am. So I hope this is helpful. I want to remind you guys also of just where you can get the book and where you can get more information. Um, but I want, to, I want to stop sharing my screen here. And then we wanna go back to uh, any questions that you might have. Um, just would love to hear anything that you have at this point. So I'm, I'm opening it up for any questions. We're gonna spend the next 10 or 15 minutes answering any questions that you guys might have. Um, but hopefully that was helpful in, in the training, training bit. Um, let me see what we've got here. So just click on the Q and A. Uh, Part in your in your zoom conference call and enter any questions that you might have Um, While you were doing that. I just want to remind you how Important and helpful it is if you would if you've got the book if you would go to Amazon.com and just write a quick review. It just really helps a lot in um, in Helping others see the value of of the resource. Okay, one of the questions here is Are you against twelve-step programs? (laughs) Uh, Thank you for the bluntness. Is there no room for grace in such programs? Okay, I am not anti-twelve-step. I know a lot of times when when we mention the word performance-based system, we start talking about you know go back to the beginning, go back start. A lot of people then kind of equate that in their minds with well, isn't that what a twelve-step program is? I mean, twelve-step is. Is about you know chips and you get a 30-day chip and you get a one year and and then but if you fail you got to turn your chip back in and isn't that okay so here's the thing I think there can be performance based systems in 12-step programs but that doesn't mean all 12-step programs are not grace-based I know plenty of 12-step programs that are grace-based and the way they use the chip system is exactly what we're talking about here that's a moment to celebrate victory. Now, some some programs will celebrate victory and make it about that individual. Others will celebrate that victory and say, praise God, you know, praise God for these 30 days. And so I think it's important to recognize that just because there might be some kind of a reward system in a recovery program doesn't immediately mean that it's a performance-based system or it's kind of an anti- grace-based system. So no, I'm not anti-12-step. Grace-based is about ultimately who are we celebrating for victories and how are we measuring a person's value in their personhood. And so a grace-based system says your value is established by your creator, the one in whose image you are made. And that is unchanging. It's intrinsic. It does not attached to whether you perform well or not. Therefore, because that value is unchanging, as you go through this process of recovery, victories can be seen as a gift from your creator who wants you to live according to your design. So therefore, hey, a 30-day chip, great. Celebrate God. Celebrate God for those victories. So no, we are not anti-12-step. Another uh, question here is, What does freedom or sobriety look like through a grace-based lens? Is it not acting out the ultimate goal of recovery? So um, I I think there's stages of growth in recovery. Certainly, when a person comes into recovery, and let's say they've been drowning in pornography or they're drowning in alcoholism or just, I mean, they are, they're out of control. I think there is a need, obviously, in sort of the first stage of recovery to be able to say, we've got to stop the bleeding. So absolutely, there needs to be a, you know, I'm aiming for not acting out. I, I want to set some boundaries up that help me to not go into those areas and into those paths where I have been um, acting out. However, as you're establishing those boundaries, it is also essentially essential to establish that foundation of grace of saying, okay, listen, we've got to do some real heavy lifting right now in terms of setting up some strong boundaries and strong accountability to just keep you from um, going back to the poison. But while we are setting that up, let's really start to get it into your bones, get it into your bloodstream, that you have intrinsic value and worth before God. And let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about why he matters to this process of recovery because you were made to reflect him. You were made to live the way he lived before God. And so as we establish that, then the, uh, then what ends up happening is we're kind of moving that person into the deeper stages of recovery. Because I've seen this happen before. where Somebody gets into the initial stages, hey, I just want to not act out, get strong boundaries. And because they might have a, uh, a strong will they might go six months and not act out and their lives become more empty and more chaotic. And I think a lot of that has to do with this idea that they're not going to the deeper levels of recovery. So we've got to move a person there because I think freedom looks like a heart change. I remember the first time, I think I've shared this with you on previous webinars and I know I've shared it on previous podcasts and things like that. I remember the first time years into my recovery when I woke up and my first thought was, I want to do what's right today (laughs) I thought I mean that's the first time in a long time that my first thought hasn't been I don't want to do something stupid today I mean it's like there was a shift the desire to do right was first before the desire not to do wrong and so I think that's when we can start to see a heart change and when the desires begin to change then also the behaviors change so that's what I think freedom looks like in a grace-based system Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.